Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. live in a fallen and a sinful and a broken world, obviously, and it can be hard to imagine what life would be like without sin and without pain and without brokenness. But we get a brief glimpse of what life was actually like before sin, back in the Garden of Eden before humanity fell. Sometimes if we want to know how God intended this life on earth to be, we should return to the garden and remind ourselves of how things were before everything fell apart. This can help us to see what God originally intended for us and what he is ultimately restoring us to in Jesus. Jesus takes us back to the garden in today's verses. Matthew chapter 19 verses 1 through 12 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciple said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. You might remember that Jesus has already taught on divorce earlier in Matthew's Gospel during the Sermon on the Mount, but here he goes much more in-depth on the topic. So the question comes from the Pharisees, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? As we've previously explored when we walked through the Sermon on the Mount, there were two schools of thought on divorce that were occurring in Israel at that time. One school of thought said that only the most serious of offenses, like adultery, could legitimately result in divorce. The other school of thought said that a man could divorce his wife for pretty much literally any reason. It was actually a contentious religious debate at the time, and the Pharisees want to know which side Jesus falls on. And there's no doubt where he's at on the matter. Jesus takes us back to the garden from the beginning, before sin. How did God originally intend things to be? And originally, he says, God created male and female to be two that become one, and that this oneness was originally meant to be for good. One does not separate back into two easily, and God's original intent before sin was that two would become one before God without separation. The pushback then comes, but in the law, the Bible gives us permission to divorce. And it's interesting, Jesus notes that it was only because of man's sinfulness that God gave Moses the provision for divorce, but that it wasn't what he originally wanted. 
Sexual immorality is given here as a biblical reason for divorce, but Jesus obviously rejects the idea that any reason could be given as a good reason for divorce. He says to remarry for reasons other than sexual immorality is actually to commit adultery. It's to commit sexual immorality yourself. Now, the Bible does not say what a woman is to do if she's being physically abused or many other nuanced areas of divorce and remarriage, but this particular passage is one that we need to take very seriously, and as we wrestle through divorce and remarriage, we need to hold this passage up high. And as Jesus gives his answer to the Pharisees on divorce and remarriage, the disciples actually aren't that okay with the answer. If you can never get out of a marriage, then it's better to not marry, they say. We know at least where their hearts are at on the matter. And Jesus actually doesn't disagree with that statement. He notes that marriage is not for everyone. It's the opposite of what our current Christian culture often teaches, that marriage is the ideal, that you'll only be truly fulfilled when you're married, that to not be married is unusual, that's not at all what Jesus says. He talks about eunuchs, who are people who only had partial reproductive organs. He says some of them are born that way, and some of them are made that way purposely by man, but then some choose to live like they were a eunuch. They choose singleness, they choose celibacy in order to be more devoted to God. It's obviously how Jesus lived his life. It's how the Apostle Paul lived his life. Singleness is actually celebrated in God's eyes. It's not looked down upon, and singleness should be celebrated by the church as well, even as we continue to celebrate marriage. Today, in light of all of this, take some time to reach out to a divorced friend or loved one to offer some encouragement and support. Two people becoming one and then tearing back into two is never easy. So show some love and grace and care to them. And for a single friend as well, take some time just to celebrate their singleness without worrying about whether God might lead them to marriage or not later down the road. Singleness is to be celebrated and not looked down upon, so let's celebrate that today.